Would you like to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Welcome to the sweet spot where healing, spirituality, and culture meet. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Better as he introduces you to healing and spirituality in world cultures. Here's the host of your show, Robert Better. Hi, everybody. I'm here today to talk a little bit about medicine and the power of story as medicine. So we're going to talk about what we call narrative medicine. And this has to do with the way that stories are used in the healing process. And I'm going to describe three different types of story that can be used in the process of healing. And we're going to come back to these again and again over the course of our journey together through these podcasts. So the first type that I'll describe is a traditional story. And within traditional cultures, stories are a way of teaching values, teaching history, teaching the way that we as human beings fit into our world. They also describe a healing process. And a little bit later on, I'm going to give you an example of one of these. A second type of story is a story about somebody else's healing. So, for example, in a healing session, the healer might use a story about somebody else who was healed, perhaps of something very similar. And this is a way for the person who is receiving the healing to, I guess you could say, get a grasp that, that there is possibility for them, a possibility that they can overcome whatever their particular challenge is. And then the third way that we're going to talk about traditional stories is one's own personal story. So for most people, the story is a limiting one. It has to do with the, the particular limitations that a person is experiencing. But through personal work, very often in conjunction with a healer, a person can change his or her story, and that's a very important step along the way to the healing process or becoming whole. Now, I promised you a moment ago that I would share a particular healing story from um, a culture with you, and I'd like to share a story with you today that I learned from my adopted Cheyenne sister. Her name is Henrietta Mann, and Henry, uh, her name is Henrietta, but everybody calls her Henry. Henry is an amazing person and a really, real inspiration to me in my life. She was voted by um, she was voted by uh, a magazine, Rolling Stone magazine, as one of the top 10 professors, college professors in the United States some years ago. So she's an amazing person. She has really been very successful in the Anglo-Western world of education. Um, but she's also a great example of somebody who knows the traditions of her own Cheyenne culture as well. So she's highly educated in both worlds and is able to kind of slip in and out of both of those worlds. My sister Henry shared the story with you that I'm going to share with you today. A story of Vihat. And Vihat is a trickster within the Cheyenne tradition. And I love trickster stories because trickster stories are, they're often humorous. Um, you know, they have to do with this trickster, this guy that He's always doing something wrong. He's always doing something that has unfortunate consequences for himself eventually. 
and he, he's a great teacher, not in the usual way of a teacher that teaches us what we should do, but Vihat teaches us in many cases what we should not do because we don't want to go down the same road that Vihat went down. Well, this story begins with Vihat hearing this rumor about this medicine man who had this amazing ability. So he goes to the teepee of this medicine man and he says to the medicine man, are you that guy that can throw his eyes up into the top of that tree anytime he, anytime he wants? Well, the medicine man wasn't used to somebody speaking to him in quite that way. So he kind of stuttered and stammered and he said, well, uh, yes. And Bihat said, I want to know how to do it. Teach me how right now. Now, I should take a step back from the story and talk a little bit about how somebody is supposed to approach a medicine man. So a medicine man is a highly respected person. And if you want something from a medicine man, the proper way to, to approach that man is to bring him a gift. Bring him the best gift that you know to bring him. And ask him in the kindest and most polite way if he'll help you. And if it has to do with something um, pertaining to medicine, you might want to bring tobacco, among other things, in your gift for him. But Vihat didn't bring anything with him. He just showed up and demanded in that way. Well, for some reason, the medicine man decided that he would share with Vihat how to do this, this amazing thing that he could do. And when he got done telling him, Vihat heard everything that he needed to know, and he just turned around and started walking away. And as Vihat was walking away, the medicine man said, hold on one minute, Vihat. He said, I almost forgot to tell you. There's one thing about this. Don't ever do this more than four times in one day. Well, Vihat was already walking away at that point, and he kind of waved his hand behind him, and he said, yeah, whatever, and he just kept walking. Well, Vihat couldn't wait to show off this new skill to somebody. So he was traveling along on a trail and he saw some people off in the distance and he thought to himself, well, I'll do this, but this time won't count. This'll just be for practice. So he went up to that group of people and he said, I can throw my eyes up into the top of that tree anytime I want and make them snap back. And they looked at him and they said, no, you can't. He said, yes, I can watch this. Well, he threw his eyes into the top of the tree and the people were amazed. They couldn't believe what they saw. And they, they said, Vihat, that's amazing. Well, Vihat used this ability, made his eyes snap back into his head and he walked away and he said, I know, and kept walking. Well, he came upon another group of people and he thought to himself, well, this is the first time that really counts. And he went up to this group of people and he said, I can throw my eyes up into the top of that tree anytime I want and make them snap back. They said, no, you can't. He said, yes, I can. Watch this. Threw his eyes up into the top of that tree. They said, Vihat, you're amazing. He made him snap back and he said, I know. And he kept walking. Well, this was the second time he had done it, but he told himself it was only the first. He came upon another group of people and he walked up to them and he bragged and said, I can throw my eyes up into the top of that tree anytime I want and make them snap back. They said, no, you can't. He said, yes, I can. Watch this. Threw his eyes up into the top of that tree. They couldn't believe it. He made him snap back. They said, Vihat, you're amazing. He said, I know. And he kept walking. 
Well, he came upon another group of people. Now, this was the fourth time, but he told himself that it was only the third time. So he went up to that group of people and he said, I can throw my eyes up into the top of that tree anytime I want and make them snap back. They said, no, you can't. He said, yes, I can. Watch this. Threw his eyes up into the top of that tree. They couldn't believe what they saw. Made him snap back. They said, Vihat, you're amazing. He said, I know. And he kept walking. Well, he came up to another group of people. And you can imagine what happens. He went up to this group of people and he said, I can throw my eyes up into the top of that tree anytime I want and make them snap back. They said, no, you can't. He said, yes, I can. Watch this. Now, remember, this was the fifth time. So he threw his eyes up into the top of that tree. The people were amazed. They couldn't believe what they saw. But when Viha tried to get his eyes back, they wouldn't come back. And he tried again and again and again, and he did it over and over and over again, trying everything that he could think to do, but nothing worked. And by now, the people got bored and they just walked away. Now here's Vihat sitting at the base of the tree with his eyes up at the top of the tree. And he realized that he was in a really bad situation. Well, a moment later, he heard a little bird land next to him. And he said to that bird, he said, hey bird, do you think you could do me a favor? And the bird said, sure, what can I do for you? He said, could you fly up to the top of the tree and see if you see my eyes up there? And the bird said, sure. Well, he heard the sound of the bird fluttering away a moment later and then came back. And he asked the bird, did you see my eyes up at the top of that tree? And the bird said, well, yeah. And Vihad said, well, were they okay? And the bird said, no, not really. He said, they must have been sitting out in the sun too long because they're all rotten. And with that, that little bird flew away, leaving Vihat all by himself. And as Vihat sat leaning up against the tree, the severity of the situation became apparent to him. And he thought about it and he thought about it and he started to cry. Now, when Vihat cried, he didn't cry like a grown-up might cry. He started to cry like a little infant. And I'm sure you've heard infants when they cry and they kind of lose their breath. And Vihat was crying like this. And he cried over and over again like that. Well, there were a bunch of mice that were kind of running around in the through the brush and they heard that sound and they got interested. So they all gathered around Vihat to watch him. Well, Vihat continued to cry like that, just like a little baby, until finally he cried himself to sleep. Well, he was up against that tree, snoring, and every time he inhaled, his mouth opened up real wide. And when he exhaled, it kind of closed up a little bit, like that. So he was, he was snoring and inhaling, big open mouth, exhale, like that. Well, one of the little mice got really, really brave and he was curious. So he crawled up onto Vihat's moccasin and then he got scared and he ran away. And then the next time he crawled up and he got a little more brave and he climbed all the way up to Vihat's knee and then he ran away. And then he got even more brave and he climbed up to Vihat's lap and then he ran away. 
The next time he got really brave and he crawled up Vihat's moccasin up to his knee, up to his lap, all the way up to his chest and sat right on Vihat's chin. Well, just then, Vihat was at the inhalation part of his snoring and he opened his mouth and went and with that, the little mouse jumped into Vihat's mouth. Well, Vihat woke up with a start and he reached in with his fingertips into the inside of his own mouth and he pulled this little mouse out by his tail. And the mouse started yelling, let me go, let me go, let me go. And Vihat said, why should I let you go? And the mouse said, I didn't mean anything by it. I was just curious, you could just let me go. And all of a sudden, Vihat got an idea. And he said to the little mouse, what do you think about giving, you one, giving me one of your eyes? And the little mouse said, give you one of my eyes? Why on earth would I give you one of my eyes? And Vihat said, well, you've got two and you can see. I've got none I can't see. If you give me one of your eyes, you'll still be able to see something and I'll be able to see something. Well, believe it or not, that little mouse gave up one of his eyes. And Vihat took that little tiny mouse eyeball and stuck it into that big human eyeball socket. And the little mouse ran away. Well, Vihat got up thinking that he could see all right, but what he didn't realize is that a human being can't see very much through a little teeny tiny mouse eyeball. So he started to walk around, but he was banging into things and stumbling and tripping. And the next thing you know, he stumbled over a root and he started to roll down this enormous hill. And as he rolled down that hill, he rolled through brush and stickers and all kinds of things that cut him. He banged himself up. He finally rolled down to the bottom of the hill where there was this big rock that he banged his head on the rock and he was bleeding. So he stood up and he was just looking like a mess with burrs and stickers and sticks and all kinds of things on him and bleeding. And just then, big buffalo was walking by. And the buffalo looked over at Vihat and he said, Vihat, my goodness, he said, what happened to you? And Vihat thought about it and he thought about it. And all of a sudden he said, I'm a brave warrior. He said, this is what the enemy did to me. And then he turned to this big buffalo and he said, what do you think about giving me one of your eyes? And the buffalo said, give you one of my eyes? Why on earth would I give you one of my eyes? And he said, Vihat said, well, you heard what I said about being a brave warrior. The enemy did this to me when I was there to protect the people. He said, the least thing you could do is give me one of your eyes. And believe it or not, this buffalo gave up one of his eyes. Well, Vihat took this big giant buffalo eyeball and stuck it into the other eyeball socket. And they say that for as long as Vihat lived, he never saw the world in the right way because he was looking at the world through one tiny mouse eyeball and one giant buffalo eyeball. So that's one of many, many, many stories of Vihat. And we can unpack that story in a variety of different ways. There are, there are so many lessons in that story. But the way that I'd like to use it today and how it relates to healing, I think, is 
there is this great tendency in our world to want to go to healing, to be a healer. I, I hear constantly of people wanting to be a healer or um, who say they're healers and have a limited amount of experience. And to me, what the story tells us is how important it is to seek out our own healing in order to be prepared to heal somebody else. Because Vihat clearly had not done his personal work before he got to learn this and other things from this healer, this medicine man. So that's just one example of a story that is a healing story and we can, we can pull so many other things out of this story. Uh, we could talk about how a person approaches a medicine person. That's another lesson in the story. Vihat showed up um, with no gift, no tobacco, with really no, not the proper respect in his heart for that medicine man. So there are lots of ways that we can unpack that story and use it, but it's just one example of how a story can have a healing effect. And we'll hear more about other stories in future podcasts. And so my friends, thank you for spending a little bit of time with me today. This has been Healing and Spirituality in World Cultures with Robert Vetter. Thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share with everyone you know who might benefit from these messages. Until next time, remember, be kind and loving to yourself and others. Together, we can heal ourselves and help build a better world.